0: Welcome to the first episode of Policy Implications podcast, where policy meets research. I'm your host, Olga Zadorozhna, from Kosminski University, where I teach and do research in empirical economics. My guest today is Aneta Hryckiewicz, who's also a professor at Kosminski University, an expert on banking and finance, and a leader of the Big Data Science program. Today, we will be talking about her recent paper called New Bank Resolution Mechanisms, is it the end of the bailout era that she has written with her co-authors Natalia Krik and Dimitrios Tsomakos? So welcome, Aneta, and let's get started. First, uh, tell about your research expertise and how did you become interested in the topic of bank resolution mechanisms?
1: Actually, the history how I came to the topic is quite uh, long and it uh, started even before the financial crisis of 2008. So I was the research assistant at the Getty University and um, we had a chance at the time to meet uh, very interesting people from um, various central banks. And actually, um, they um, brought my attention to um, the bailout um, topic, which occurred and was widely used actually in the emerging countries in the recent crisis. And um, this was actually the reason why I started to research and then the crisis came in 2008 and the topic became very timely and interesting for all of us. Exactly, exactly. So uh, what are
0: those bank resolution mechanisms? What are the bailouts that the financial authority uses
1: and why would banks need ones? So actually, we have to differentiate between the resolution mechanisms and the bailouts. When we think about the resolutions, we think about the kind of the restructuring measures aimed at um, recovering, improving banks' financial health. Whereas when we think about the bailouts, then actually this is uh, already the uh, when the bankrupt bank. Uh, needs a help from um, from the government so uh so already the bank is in distress and uh, no other measures actually can help the institution only the external financial uh, support and um yeah so this is this distinction is very important to mm-hmm. understand what we are going to talk mm-hmm. about and what are those bailouts uh, or resolution mechanisms that are available uh, there are actually uh, a lot of them and and the recent regulatory framework actually specify, uh, specifies very clearly what we understand under the resolution mechanisms. So uh, when the bank is in distress, but it's not bankrupt yet, actually the the, the banks have a set of the instruments which uh, can be used to improve its financial health and among them are uh, such measures as uh, transferring bad assets to the external company, uh, which is uh, called in the literature, bad bank or asset management company. So already trans, transferring already the the bad uh, the bad portfolio improves bank's financial health and of course the capitalization of uh, of the institution. Uh, there is another uh, um, um, there is another measure uh, called. Um, um, a, a government, sorry, assisted merger. So this is a kind of the policy where the bank decides to uh, to sell actually to uh, to sell the impaired asset to the to another bank, um, and through this kind of capitalization, recapitalization, actually the the, um, the the bank's capital improves and uh, the profitability of the institution Im- uh, improves. There are also some other measures which um, we uh, tend to use uh, when the bank. Banks cope with the liquidity problems rather than capital problems, as for example, liquidity provisions which can be um, um, set by by the central banks when the central banks actually um, uh, gives the banks the um, the, the um, the possibility to uh, to get the liquidity facility from the from the central bank. Uh, there are also uh, government guarantees where the government tries to um, uh, calm down the situation on the banking market, and it does not directly actually um, inject the capital into the banks, but um, it um, it guarantees uh, that um, the deposits actually the depositors do not lose uh, lose money. So this is the measures which are generally injected at the beginning of the crisis to calm down the situation on the banking market and um, more specifically not uh, this kind of measure should um, should, should help uh, the stability of the banking sector because uh, then the liquidity problems we can make sure that the liquidity problems do not transfer into the capital problems of banks. When we talk about the bailouts, actually, then uh, the, the government injects uh, directly injects the, the capital, the money into the banks, so, so it's already the situation when there are no other measures possible uh, for policymakers, and this is why also the government um, steps in. And there are, uh, of course, um, various motivations why the government decides to do it. The, the, the first reason, of course, is to condemn the situation, not to, um, uh, to stop. Have the possible contagion effects coming from the banks, uh, from the banks' distress, into the other sectors, uh, and of course into the recession. So. So this is one of the uh, one of the reasons. Another reasons, of course, uh, of course, uh, uh, banks bankruptcies, especially big banks, um, would cost uh, a lot of uh, disruption in the global financial sector, including the bank runs, including the panic. So the cost of such crisis would have been much higher than the pure bailouts. So this is actually the reason why banks, res- why sorry, governments decide to rescue uh, to rescue the banks. And generally, um, they do through through injection of capital by taking uh, the equity, the bank's equity. However, recently, there were also some other uh, measures used, as for example, when the government decided to grant a loan to a bank and through this way injects the capital into the bank. So there is a huge discussion on um, how the government should intervene and whether the government actually should intervene in, in the banking sector. And this is what our research is about. So tell us
0: more about your research. So what did you do and what did you find?
1: Yeah, so actually we'll look at um, the effectiveness of different resolution measures. So uh, since uh, 2014, uh, the European Directive um, that, uh, abandoned actually the bank's bailouts, so abandoned uh, the taxpayers' money to be injected into the banking sector. Uh, the same um, has been done in the U.S. The Don frank Act does not allow to take the taxpayers' money uh, to to be injected in the in the banking sector. So actually, uh, since financial crisis of two thousand eight, where a huge bailout, massive bailouts occurred in the in the global banking sectors, this have been massively criticized by um, uh, by the society and uh, also um, by the by the regulators because. Of a lot of problems which this kind of uh, policies uh, cause um, for, for for the for the banking sector, and the policymakers decided to actually go away uh, from uh, from the bailout policies, uh, and they have uh, specified what kind of measures can be used when the next financial crisis um, financial crisis come, uh, and these measures are especially um, uh, transferring of um, of bad assets into the external company as well. As as uh, uh, assisted mergers, um, so when the banks uh, can uh, actually um, remove the license and sell the business to another bank, it might be with some help but not financial help of the government or any other external institution. However uh, it cannot be um, done by um, um, uh, taxpayers' money. Uh, So actually uh, what we were interested in in our research was uh, to look at how effective it will be in the next financial crisis uh, as well as we wanted to confront this kind of policy with the the bailouts. We have to remember one thing that um, improving banks' financial situation does not mean that the systemic risk or the contagion effects which come from different banks' distress will be stopped. So actually, what we look at the research, we wanted to look at two things. The first thing is how uh, the situation of the banks will be improved when these measures, which have been explicitly specified in the European Directive, uh, will be effective during the next financial crisis, as well as we wanted to confront them, uh, against the bailouts. So, what is what is better? Is it indeed uh, bailout? Uh, can we indeed actually um, remove bailout, abandon bailouts? Will the banking sectors during the distress survive or not without the government uh, government money? And this is what we look at on a very big sample. We have collected the data on um, uh, 39 uh, different systemic banking crises, so global banking crises in both emerging countries as well as developed countries. And of course, especially, we look at the um, financial crisis of 2008. uh, And we uh, we confront actually different measures because uh, the bad banks, the mergers, these are not new measures, actually. They have been used in a different ways in the recent financial crisis, generally with the government support. But some countries also offered us the experience without the government support when this kind of measures have been implemented without the government support. So we actually had a quite uh, quite big sample of different banks where this kind of measures were injected, and we of course had. Financial crisis 2008, where a lot of bailouts occurred. So we actually uh, confront this kind of measures and look at the effectiveness of uh, of these measures um, at um, when the uh, domestic crisis occurs. So actually, when the, the banks just you know are, are in stress, and how uh, these measures improve the bank situation. And on the other hand, we look also at the systemic risk. So will these measures be effective when there will be the global financial crisis? And there are a lot of inter linkages between the banks and a lot of interconnections between the banks, uh, even between the countries. So we look at whether uh, uh, injection of one measure in one country in one bank will help to uh, stop the contagion effects coming from the global crisis into other countries. So this was the second question uh, we raised in our research. And what did you find? Um, unfortunately, the results are not very promising. So uh, it means that um, the resolutions is a very complex mechanism, and it's not so easy uh, to uh, you know just to take the resolution which has been um, uh, specified in the directive and uh, imply it and then imp- apply it and then uh, you know uh, you have a kind of the uh, medicine for um, uh, for the. Uh, for um, for the problems um, we find actually that some of the measures uh, are good in the beginning of the crisis. For example, definitely we find that um, that mergers, so in other words, the sale of bad asset uh, into another bank. So when the other institutions uh, help in uh, restructuring the, the the banking sector, is uh, very uh, effective in improving the stability in the financials in the banking sector and um, specifically in financial sector. Uh, and uh, but we also find that this only uh, it's only possible uh, when uh, the crisis is not very severe. So in other words, there is uh, uh, some liquidity and capital on the market, and actually the healthy banks can use it in order to make some transactions on the market. And the banks also do not have a very severe um, NPLs problems so uh this kind of measures uh, seems to be very uh, seems to be very effective in a way that it improves uh, the um, it improves the the health of the whole banking uh, sector in terms of different uh, indicators which we looked at um, on the other hand we find that bad banks uh, are very effective only with the recapitalization of banks so in other words the pure bad banks which have been mentioned in the directive, are not very effective because if you don't have money, you cannot restructure actually the um, and the the bad uh, the bad asset, right? So you need money in order to recapitalize the bank and then, you know, um, be able to, to to run the restructuring process uh, at banks. So um, so um, but 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 this kind of measures are effective only when we want to improve the situation of specific institutions, but they do not influence the systemic risk. So in other words, even though we improve the situation of the individual banks, which are in distress, does not mean that the contagion effects coming from the global risk, right? uh will uh will diminish in fact we find that they might uh, this kind of measures might even lead to the further contagion effects in other words to the uh, propagation of the systemic risk in the global uh, in the global banking sector so uh so this comes of course um, to the next discussion should we abandon bailouts Uh, and this is what our literature finds: that the bailouts are not very effective in improving uh, banks' uh, health because actually the politicians do not have know-how experience in running the restructuring of the uh, of, of banks. So this is this is of course clear. But on the other hand, the guver- guarantee which the government gives that uh, depositors' money will not uh, disappear from the banking sector, stops the contagion effect, stops the systemic systemic risk. And also the guarantees that the banks do not uh, go bankrupt, of course, restores the confidence in the banking sector. And um, this is what our results uh, say, actually, that uh, even though bailouts are criticized very much because of different uh, problems they cause for banking sector, however, that seems to be effective in uh, resolving the systemic risk during the global banking crisis, whereas the resolution measures are effective when they are correctly um, applied um, are effective in improving banks' financial health, but just, you know, this is a kind of the endosyncratic risk. Right.
0: Uh, so, what do you think the Europe or the world in general, they are ready for the next
1: financial crisis? Take into account your results of the paper. Uh, whether we are ready, um, uh, the financial crisis which come uh, next will be totally will have a totally different nature for sure. So we are entering so COVID nineteen, and the problems which we are facing to now are totally different that we used to have in two thousand uh, in two thousand eight. Definitely, the banking sector is uh, much more capitalised, um, uh, and um, uh, we do have uh, already some. Uh, um, uh, reforms uh, resolutions which can be applied when the when the crisis comes. So in other words, we can run uh, the restructuring of the banking sector in an orderly um, and timely manner because the um, uh, because the the reforms already have been already implemented, right? So we know how to do it. In 2008, it was a little bit like in chaos. So we were trying to do everything, right? Just you know because at the beginning we even didn't. Know what, what is happening and how the crisis will evolve. So actually, we are trying to use everything what was possible for policymakers. Right now, we know how to react. What, now we know uh, what kind of measures can we use when the when the banking crisis comes. But um, the crisis will be different because uh, the circumstances, the environment, which is uh, currently uh, which we are car- currently uh, facing, to is totally different. So uh, first of all, um, the profitability. Of bank is much lower than it used to be before 2000-2008. Secondly, uh, the governments have injected a lot of money already to uh, to face with uh, with COVID-19. So uh, the fiscal situation um, of um, of many countries is already uh, quite weak, uh, and moreover. Uh, what's even more important that um even though the the, the bank's ca- capital is quite uh, quite in good condition but uh, the situation in the corporate sector is very bad at that time in 2008 we didn't have this kind of problems right so um so um there the, the will be uh, the, the, definitely the crisis will be totally different but the measures Will be probably how to cope with the uh, with the banking crisis. Probably will be the same. I don't think personally. I don't think that we um, move out, move away from the bailouts. I think that in severe crisis systemic crisis the bailouts will occur because there is no other way at least we don't know yet uh, the way how to uh, stop the uh, contagion effects coming from the systemic risk and the measures which have been um, uh, um, which have been specified in the directives They are, as I said, they are actually aimed at improving the bank's individual situation and then the whole system. So this is actually the drawback and this is why these measures are also criticized. So they are good when the crisis is local, but they will definitely not help when the crisis is going to be systemic. So there is still a scope for improvement,
0: but but there are some good uh, things coming from the bailout measures and the resolution mechanism. So some things are still promising and we can say that hopefully the next crisis will be dealt with better than the previous ones, right? Definitely, yes. Okay, thank you very much, Anita, and thanks for being here with us and sharing your thoughts on the bailout measures and uh, the financial crisis. Thank you very much.